Hello and welcome to another edition of the Godfrey's Law Real Business Solutions Podcast. I'm your host, Brad McDonald, and today I'm joined again by Patrick Moran from the Computer Clinic. Welcome, oh, Patrick. Hello, Brad. Nice to see you again. <laughs> yeah, good to see you, mate. So last time you were here, Patrick, you were telling us a little bit about yourself and your business and your background, which I found exceptionally interesting. So for those people listening today who might, might not have heard that podcast, um, please feel free to go back on um, Spotify or Apple uh, Music to listen to that podcast, because I think you'll get some really interesting uh, material out of that. But today's episode, Patrick, we're talking about the importance of cyber security. So, you know, that, that's been a buzzword for me as a business owner for many years now. But I guess, you know, what I think would be really useful for the listeners today to hear about is what's the state of the cyber security world at the moment? What are the big developments everyone needs to be aware of? So, you know, can you, can you tell us about what's going on out there? I know it's a very broad question. So, start off for 10 and give you a hard one. <laughs> well, I mean, not a week goes by before we hear of another cyber attack. It doesn't matter who it is or what country it's in. Mm. This isn't a New Zealand problem. This is a worldwide problem. Mm. So the state of play at the moment is um, it's really ramped up. Right. Um, and I think a lot of it, um, you could actually take it back to COVID-19. Mm-hmm. Everyone's working from home. Everyone's working remotely or this knee-jerk thing, let's just grab a laptop and go home. Yes. But that's not prepared properly with um, policies and security. Mm. And people really have no one to ask, and they're just clicking on stuff and doing things, and their laptops are not properly prepared. Mm. So before you know it, um, it's field day out there. Um, It's easier for the hackers Mm -hmm. to get into systems due to the pandemic, due to people having to work remote and using um, rushed solutions that have been put in. And we found that, not just in New Zealand, but worldwide. Mm, mm. Well, that's, that's interesting. So I guess what, what, what I'm hearing from that is that that is a result of COVID-19 and, the, and all the remote working and all, all the rushing and the panic and the, um, you know, the, the sky has fallen. Um, that's created, uh, I guess, a bigger hole for these risks to rush through. And so probably they're more present than ever and growing by the sound of it. It's true. Mm. I mean, you know, the the problem in the um, in the world at the moment is no one's taking responsibility on a global <laughs> scale. So you've got Google, Microsoft, Apple, mm. Facebook, all the rest of them, and the stuff coming from every angle mm. on this global scale. But no one's putting the hand up saying, "Look, I'll, I'll sort this out." Mm-hmm. I mean, if you want to draw a tangent of what our prime minister in New Zealand has done. Mm. she's um, invented the Christchurch call, mm-hmm. which is going off at a tangent, but we're talking about the um, things being spread on Facebook and YouTube. Yes. And, and no one's taking responsibility for that. No one's putting anything in place to stop it. Mm-hmm. So that's been invented, which is great. And the same has got to happen for um, all these cyber attacks because... These are international events. Somebody from North Korea, Russia, China, wherever, mm. is effectively trying to get into your computer system in New Zealand. I mean, you can't send the police around. <laughs> we need a global response, and this is a huge source of income. Mm. I would say, um, don't quote me on this, but mm. I would say it's the biggest crime in the world, bigger than drugs. Right. Um, and if it's not, it's going to be right up there. 
Who's international risk you wouldn't admit? Exactly. <laughs> so we don't have, because of the, um, I won't say arguing and bickering, but the disagreements and there's no standardised policy or standardised um, security response, yes. um, no international law on this, it's just a free-for-all. So why wouldn't you, if you were in India, for mm. example, mm. and you were, you know, had no money coming in, yes. why wouldn't you work at a call centre where you ring people and say, hey, I'm from Microsoft, you know, yes. give me your password. How, you know, yeah, you yeah. do, yeah. Well, it's out of desperation, isn't Absolutely. it? Absolutely. Yeah, and yeah. desperation drives people to do <clears throat> desperate things. So until we get a proper response internationally and get the big boys involved, mm. um, we have to just look out for ourselves. So right. the state of the play right now is not good. Right. That sounds like the bloody wild west to me. It is. Yeah. That's a great phrase. Yeah. So I, I guess, and in, in, in maybe this um, is slightly unfair to ask the question, but I'll ask it nonetheless. Um, is the average New Zealand business uh, or business owner prepared for the risks they face with cybersecurity? Well, you're asking me that question and you're cringing at the same time. So I think you know the answer to that. It's a big fat no. Yeah. Don't get me started on this topic. But what I would say is just as a, a, an example, companies are ringing me saying, well, do I need cyber insurance? And I'm saying, well, let's consider this the biggest crime in the world. Mm. You know, you insure everything else in your business. So why wouldn't you insure against the, uh, this potential crime? Mm. You know, and the worst thing is, Brad, most people are either not insured or incorrectly insured yes. against this threat. Um, and there's this huge misconception out there. Everybody thinks that the data is in the cloud. Yes. And everyone thinks that's safe. Yes. <laughs> and then nothing could be farther from the truth. But that is a whole topic. Right. I'll have to get you back for that one, Petra. <laughs> Look, I'll give you an analogy again. Mm. So, in the event of an earthquake, do you have your bottled water ready, your torch, your matches? Do you have your earthquake readiness kit to hand? Mm. I do. Good boy. <laughs> well, similarly, mm. drawing that analogy back to cyber attacks, what is your response plan? Not you personally, obviously. Mm. To the listeners out there, do you have a strategy and a recovery plan to follow after your business's earthquake, if you like, after your business its data has been destroyed and you're held to ransom. Mm. If not, you need to ask yourself, you know, very clearly, why are you not prepared for the biggest threat to your business? Yeah. And what are the risks that you face? Mm. And obviously there's the other soft risks, like you damage to your reputation. Mm-hmm. And people probably not want to use you again because their data is now on the dark web yes. doing circles and who knows what. Mm-hmm. There's a lot at stake yeah. and it's the new crime, the new modern crime. But, yes. but everyone, unfortunately, has to learn the hard way. So, yes. no. Yeah. Generally speaking, no. Right. No one is ready. Wow, okay. Apart well, from golfers. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> well, yeah, we take it very seriously here, as you know. Yeah. Um, okay, well, that's pretty sobering. Um, you know, look, I'm not, I don't, I don't want to sound like a smart ass, but that, you know, doesn't surprise me. And I find it incredible. I mean, you know, just like I find it incredible when I'm putting my employment lawyer hat on and seeing an employer who doesn't have an employee on an employment contract. 
you know, the requir- requirement's been around, the act has been around for 20 odd years, and you've been required to do it for 20 years, but there's still people out there just ignoring it or, you know, blissfully unaware or whatever it may be. I don't know how you can ignore something after 20 years, but it just blows me away. It's a great analogy, and yeah. uh, unfortunately, that's about trust and um, mm. on the World Wide Web. It's <laughs> yeah, exactly. Uh, talking about sort of high-profile to illustrate the point, um, I understand the New Zealand Stock Exchange had a high-profile cyber attack last year, and and obviously, you know, to me that the, they're for want of a better term, but you know, big guys and girls, uh, New Zealand Stock Exchange, you know, at least in our little neck of the woods, uh, part of the world. So if they can't protect themselves, so what can small business owners hope, have a hope of doing to try and survive in, in, in the wild west of cyber cyber attacks? Well, it's a great question. In an earlier podcast, we also talked about the National Health Service, the NHS in the UK, mm-hmm. and um, they got hacked. They got rolled over as well. Right. So you're right. What can you do? These big boys are getting nailed. What can you do? Mm. And do you want the short version? <laughs> Nothing. <laughs> so I'll, I'll go into it. Oh, we can stop there. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So there is actually a strategy here. Okay. So, look, first thing is, if you are going to be the target of a planned attack, like you know the stock exchange and various other high-profile companies, if they're going to find a way in, it's mm. not uh, just a random email. This is a targeted, um, choreographed attack, mm-hmm. and so they're going to get it. That's their job. Right. The only way to combat this level of attack, you know, uh, obviously you've got your national and international responses that we talked about before mm-hmm. is you've just got to say it's you've got to work on the basis that when it happens not yes. if it happens and wow. you've got to say this is my response plan this is my emergency kit this is my recovery plan yes so um you've got to think in terms of when it happens not if mm. and how you get out of it Otherwise, you're going to focus too heavy on trying to defend against it. And trust me, you can do whatever you want, like these big boys do, mm. and they'll still get in because they are. That's the. This is state-sponsored stuff. Yes. So this is, uh, you know, um, I don't really want to name countries, yes. but um, China have been accused mm-hmm. of state-sponsored attack. Yes. By the the West, if you like. Yeah. And so has Russia as well. Yes. So you can't defend against that. But what you can do is have a recovery plan for if it happens. Right, okay. <coughs> yeah, and that, that reminds me, I think back to, you know, the Christchurch earthquakes. Uh, you know, you know the, the February earthquake, and, uh, you know, we were lucky enough to survive that. Someone was looking out for us that day, but, um, you know, we left the server behind. Yeah. Uh, and then, you know, we were inside the red zone uh, in town in our old premises in Armour Street. And obviously, the big lesson we learned from that is, you know, obviously, if an earthquake happens again, we, we pull pull the server, but we, we then had to examine how we backed up our data yeah, and, and what that looked like moving forward in light of, you know, the, the spectre of ongoing aftershocks and big earthquakes. Trust that lesson. Yeah. So, and I don't think there's any, it's, once again, it's an analogy, but it's the same sort of thing for us. It's planning that it's pretty, you know, there is going to be another earthquake. We can't avoid that. What do we do? What is our plan to recover? Yeah, and as we're at Godfrey's Law today, mm. uh, talking about the law, the law is catching up. Yeah. You know, I've been dealing with cyber attacks for years, and I remember going down to the police station 
to fill out a report and they didn't even know what form to use. And <laughs> I had to report it to the UK um, police because they didn't have anything in place. Right. And this is, you know, wow. so the, the law, everything is catching up. We're catching these guys up. They're one step ahead. Yeah. They will get in. But, you know, there are other types of attack. Mm-hmm. You know, you th- those are targeted attacks that yes. we're talking about. Yes. And, um, you know, you just your general generic attack, mm-hmm. like a basic phishing attack. Mm-hmm. Um, they're completely different. Yes. And you can defend against those. Yes. So, you know, a phishing attack is, is where you just get an email. It says, hey, I'm the ANZ bank. Click on this link to reset your password. Mm-hmm. People do click on that, you know, and they do hand over their passwords. People log in and take all the money. Yeah. And that's just a generic email. Um, we've obviously got wise to that, but it's happened so much over the years. Mm. Uh, and unfortunately, it's people who are not IT savvy yes. that fall for that trick. And it could even be the phone call, the text message, the email. It's the same story. So <clears throat> to go back to the question, when you've got a targeted attack like happens to the big boys, yeah, you just have to plan for the worst case scenario and have a response. Response, man. But you yep. can defend against the generic type of attack. Right, okay. So that's a good, I think it's a good point to jump off and uh, off from there. What what would be a starting point for a business owner, um, you know, who, who may not have a lot of clues in this area, you know, what, what should be they looking at, thinking about, and or doing? Where do they go? What do they do? Okay, well, yep. just looking at the top level, mm. there are two things at the top level. Mm-hmm. Um, the one where everyone gets caught out is by, you know, Gladys on reception um, opening an invoice, but it's not an invoice, mm-hmm. you know, or um, a temp that comes into the business that doesn't know any better and just opens emails and clicks on things. Yes. So if, it, if I was a business, I would be paying for a one-hour security awareness training session. Mm-hmm. And that would help me avoid human error. Yes. Or it would mitigate it. Mitigate at it, the yeah. very least, <laughs> you know, because you need to understand what is the cause of a cyber attack, mm. um, what is behind it, how do they trick you, mm-hmm. how do they get into your systems. Yes. So the the second aspect at the mm. top level mm. is having a look at your systems, get an IT appraisal, yes. which is an audit. You start with the basics. Just get a review of the current state of play. Yes. Know where you stand. You know where 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 does Godfrey's stand in 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 comparison to other businesses, mm-hmm. and in terms of the big boys, where do you stand? Yes. I think businesses just have to accept the need to make improvements. It's that simple. Mm. You've got to invest in an area of the business that you know traditionally you may not have wanted to, yes. and you might think is unnecessary or just completely foreign. Mm. But you've got to think of it as putting locks on your doors. Yes, that's right. Um, in the old days, you could leave the house open. But, you know, times move on. Mm. Uh, and online is where crime occurs now. Yes. So as a business owner, it, it is your job to weigh up cost versus risk. Mm-hmm. And everyone's different. Spending a fortune on an IT defence, honestly, I don't believe that's the right thing to do. I, it can't guarantee anything. Mm. You're better off getting the basics right, you know, just to avoid the honest thief, mm. or avoid those easy mm. breaches, if you want to. Low hanging fruit, by the way, I put it. Yeah, yep. that's a great phrase. Yeah, you know, supplement staff training and education. 
So this is how you get tricked. This is how you're going to let a hacker get into your system. Yes. And then the second aspect, I would spend my money on putting in place how you're going to recover from this disaster. Mm -hmm. All your files are gone. Everything's wiped. You turn your computer on and you've got a flashing cursor. How the hell do you recover from that? Takes me back to the 1980s bedroom. <laughs> <laughs> We've seen it. And just for your information, like an audit and a detailed report, that's $200 to $500. Oh, wow. Uh, depending on the size of your business. Yes, of course. Yep. I mean, well, it is for our price anyway. Yes. That's what we do. Yep. So we, we know what we're doing. But um, the point is, we provide the business owner with a realistic report, not a skirmongering thing saying you've got to have all this rubbish. Right, yeah. And business owners are intelligent people. They can weigh the cost versus risk yes. and, yeah. and benefit to them. Mm -hmm. And some will go in, in one direction and some will just do the basics, and I respect that. Mm. Uh, as long as you know everybody can agree on w what suits that business and whether sit comfortably to the to the budget yes great fantastic okay well look um before we close up today i've just got one more question and, and you know i'm going to throw another curly one at you i started with the curly one do you have a golden rule for listeners out there today who are listening to this episode of the podcast to take away about cyber security okay <laughs> thanks for that um, <laughs> you're welcome well if you remember the terrorism attack of 9-11 I do. I remember watching it on TV. And they had a um, a report, if you like, on on that at the end. And the um, mm. the report on that they called it a shock, but not a surprise. Right. Okay. It's coming, mm. and it's just a matter of time. Mm. So you better be ready. Right. So my um, my golden line would be: Don't wait till it's too late. Start planning now. Mm. And you'll know the importance of planning if you go back and listen to the earlier podcast that Patrick was on board uh, on and about the importance of planning. So that looked absolutely fantastic, Patrick. Uh, you know, I think for any business owner out there listening to today's podcast, I mean, from me to you, this is not an area you can ignore. You ignore it at your peril. I think I've learned something today, even though we put a lot of time and effort and money into our cyber security. You know, uh, which which we need to in the, the industry we're in, because um, we take our confidentiality and, and privacy obligations very seriously. Is that you? You know, it's not if it's when, and, and it's about the other things you can be doing, and about the importance of having that recovery plan, because there's nothing worse, uh, and then not having a recovery plan if the worst should happen. Correct. Because you're dead in the water. And Correct. It could be business ending. Correct. Yeah. Well, the stock exchange was closed for four days. Well, there you go. So if they can do that to the stock exchange, imagine what they can do to your business. Exactly. Yeah, yeah. Thanks, Bob. So time to wake up. Look, thank you very much, Patrick, for being on board with us again today. I really appreciate having you on board. I really enjoyed speaking with you across these two episodes. It's been fantastic, and uh, I'm sure the listeners out there will agree. If they want to get in contact with you, dial up Google and, and put in... Computer Clinic. Computer Clinic, and it's Patrick Moran that we're talking to today from Computer Clinic. Um, so look, once again, thank you to the listeners out there listening to this episode of the podcast. It's been a pleasure to have you on board. If you'd like to get in contact with me, uh, feel free to uh, drop me an email, give me a call. And if you'd like to be on board the podcast and you've got something interesting to tell us out there, feel free to get in contact. Thanks again and go well. Cheers. Thank you.